Welcome to Your Expansive Self Podcast. I'm your host, Tasha Credle. I'm a self-healing and leadership coach, breathwork and meditation teacher, truth finder, activator, and a passionate student of life. I fully believe that everything is interconnected in our world and that it's time that we talk about the deeper truths of it. My goal is to share with you all that I know within the energetics of self-healing, health and wealth, spirituality, sexual energy, conscious business and leadership, basically all the things that I'm obsessed with. I am fully committed to helping you remember that you can lead, embody, create, and live from a place of wholeness, love, empowered sovereignty, and personal freedom. We have conversation with heart leaders, solo episodes, no BS, no filters, sharing from my heart to yours with integrity, love, and wisdom. Thank you so much for pressing play today. I'm so honored and excited to have you here with me, so let's get started. Hello, beautiful sunshine, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy to be here right now. My voice sounds a little different because I'm back in Montreal. We're going to get into all the details and updates. I'm back in Montreal, and my body and my throat and my lungs are definitely not used to this weather, so I sound like a little raspy, but it's okay. It's okay. It makes for a good podcast voice, right? All this to say that I am very happy to be here. It's taken me quite some time to get the podcast kick back into gear, to be honest with you guys. I think, you know, this year I was, I spent an entire year in Austin, Texas, and it was not planned. And we're going to talk about that later. It was not planned. And I think I I went through so much expansion, so much healing, so just so many initiations in general that I think there were needed space to to have and to be in order to integrate. And I think maybe a part of me maybe knew like, yeah, I'm going to share I'm going to share about this stuff later when I am integrated and when I feel the calling to get back in my creativity for the podcast. And that was that was an intention I had since the beginning is that any episode that I had launched was never from a place of like push or pull or force i always wanted it to be from a place of service and of initiation for giving back to you guys and funny enough the second i got back to montreal it was like ooh there's the office that i created the podcast in and i felt all this energy come back and was just like yep here we go it's time to start sharing again and talking again and using my voice again <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> speaking of <clears throat> so so in all of this, I, yeah, it was like I had all these podcast episode uh, ideas come through and I wrote them down and it looks like we're getting back into it, guys. So I'm, I'm really, really excited for these episodes to launch. Um, and I think it's just really cool too to observe, you know, who I was last year in terms of who I am now and not even comparing. It's just like, wow, look at the evolution of where I was, what I was doing, what I thought was true, um, what I was speaking of. Um, and, you know, every day I learn and every week I expand and every month I evolve into this new version of myself. And so, you know, the first nearly 50 episodes of this podcast, that's, it feels like it's all old me. 
nothing wrong with that fucking celebrate that tash a thousand percent and i'm very excited for you guys to get a taste of this evolved being right here right now i don't know what i'm saying it's all good (laughs) oh wow yeah it's been a trip to come back um Coming back, the actual travel was pretty graceful. I'm going to keep it at that. Um, And I, you know, I think the trick in that is I was very intentional as to how I wanted the energetics to be in terms of my travels. And I asked for a ton of support on my own um, intuitive calling and also my friends and just all the things because you know, I kind of knew that spirit, God's source wanted me to come back. And I was like, all right, man, like you want to, you want me to come back? No problem. But like, make this as effortless as possible. And sure enough, it was. So that was a great start. Anyways, we are here right here, right now. Let's jump into today's episode. (sighs) Top 21 things that I've learned in 2021 it was very challenging to pack them up into 21 because I feel like I've learned over a billion different things this year. And I wish I was exaggerating. I feel like every single day there were at least four new lessons. So I I I asked, you know, like what are things that would be really beneficial for my audience to hear? And what was very clear in my own mind and um, yeah, just like, you know, all of these different things that I'm going to be talking about today, I think my favorite part about all this is that this has all been integrated. This is all is coming from a place of neutrality. And because, you know, I obviously went through some stuff that is not pleasant to hear. And yeah, some things were pretty fucked up, to be honest. Um, But as I've taken the time and the space and done the alchemy within myself to really dissolve what I needed to solve and oh wow dissolve to solve interesting somehow that just like rang differently in my mind but anyways I was able to see a lot better right and a lot of a lot clearer in terms of what my lessons were what the initiation was what the medicine was for me and yeah just looking back at this year I mean I I did not expect it to be what it was and it was beyond what I thought it could be for me and I really do feel like I come back as a different person in the home that I am in now and just really really fucking grateful and appreciative and also at the same time you know I am not really that surprised because I had been asking and I had been prepping myself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically to be on board with what I experienced. So not a coincidence. And it was always part of a bigger plan. So, all right. So shall we get started with the top 21 lessons that I've received from 2021? And also, please forgive me if I ramble a little bit. This is my first podcast solo in God knows how long. Months, guys, months. But I'm really happy to do it. All right. So first and foremost, ask, receive, follow, and trust. Especially when it doesn't make sense. So kind of what I was just like saying prior is that before getting to Austin, like I felt my body was like getting like 
directed into somewhere new and I didn't know where, but I kept asking. I was like, all right, source, God, spirit, show me, show me, show me where is the next place for me to go and I will follow. Um, Just be really clear and I will follow. And that morning of, I put on my Spotify, my kitchen, on my speaker and I shuffle and for a song that comes on is Texas Sun by Leon Bridges. And I was like, huh, Texas, weird. Never thought I would end up there at all. And then I had a friend who I had also moved there. And within the next day, she's like, hey, I just moved to Austin. You should come and visit me. And that's just how it started, to be honest. It's pretty simple. And did I plan to stay there the full year? Hell no. Did I know? Did I? I had zero idea of what I was getting myself into. But within a month of being there, I knew that I was meant to stay there for as long as I could. There were many times where legally, you know, I didn't know if I was going to be able to, but somehow, some way, it always got figured out and it was just really graceful in the end. If anything, the only type of suffering that I was experiencing in terms of knowing or not knowing was self-inflicted. It was me getting inside my own head and getting in my own way, but now looking back, I'm like, oh my God, I was staying the whole time. And I wish that I had spent actually more time focused on the present versus, you know, talking about like, do I leave? Do I go? Do I stay? I don't know what's going to happen. And it was a conversation all year long. And the next thing you knew, it's like, oh, I've been here a year. Wow. I'm literally always taken care of. How incredible. So that was number one. Number two, don't attach yourself to the potential of people accept them as they are, and let that grow. I think 2021 has been probably the biggest year of my life in terms of learning about relationships. Holy hot damn, guys. It has, I have no words. And what I mean by that is I were, I was seeing a couple people and I did experience different things and different types of dynamics and different types of friendships and different types of relationships. And I there was just a lot of relational dynamics that I had never experienced before. And when it came to men, the biggest thing that I was noticing myself really getting caught up into is I would meet someone, whether it, involved, it evolved into something or not, I would meet this person and right away my mind went to who they were going to be and the potential that they had to become this person in the future. And it really blocked me from seeing who they were then. Not that it was good or bad. It was just like, wait, I am forgetting like what is right in front of me And I somewhere, somehow, subconsciously chose to not look at that, right? And that was my lesson, was not getting attached to what they could become and really just landing into the knowing and acceptance of what is right in front of me right here, right now. And... Right now, I'm fully single. There's there's no one in my life. And I feel pretty confident with that lesson that I had learned. And I'm very forgiving towards myself as well in terms of having done that with all the other 
you know, experiences that I had this year. And, you know, there were some men that I was just like, wow, you are incredible. But I was also getting caught up in the potential of who I would be in a few months with them. And that is also a lot of expectations for myself and the other person, which is very unfair for me and them. And I observe a lot of people doing that, getting attached to someone's potential instead of what is right here, right now. So I would invite you to maybe just take a reflection, you know, in your life. If, if you do that as well, do you really need to figure out why? Meh. Maybe it's just like an awareness of, oh, hey, fuck, <laughs> I do this and that's okay. And moving forward, I will see who I want to be right now, who is right in front of me right here, right now, who, how they are showing up and really just being present with that. I think I've witnessed many relationships, um, whether they were like in my direct field or with clients, you know, and I think women, we do that a lot. It's like, yeah, but you know, he's so kind and he's going to be like this and he's going to be like that. And we blind ourselves from like what is actually happening just because we want, we, we, we see their potential women. We do like, we fucking see it. We see their potential, right? It's so easy for us. Like I really do believe we're much more intuitive than men. Um, does not mean that we're smarter or that they can't, they cannot be intuitive because I don't believe that at all. I've, I've witnessed some incredible, incredibly intuitive people in Austin um, and in my community and my friendships and it's fascinating and I think women just do that in general I think it's part of something that that is part of our programming so forgive forgive ourselves for doing that subconsciously and choose to move on and to no longer continuously put pressure in the potential and this leaks into the next couple points. So number three of my top 21 lessons of 2021 is to trust the red flags that you receive and look for the green flags. I think a lot of people stick to one or the either and they forget that there is the other. Especially in a community that is spiritual quote-unquote or conscious quote-unquote and I think a lot of people you know especially if you're going to listen to this podcast I would assume that you are in that space it's very easy to bypass the red flags because we want to believe that these people have good intentions and let me tell you that not everyone has good intentions and there are a lot of predators in the spiritual conscious communities Women and men, it's not either or. I think it's just a space where people are very open, they're very vulnerable, and it's the perfect space to just like, you know, squeeze yourself through in there. And high discernment and high boundaries, really clean boundaries are really, really, really important. There's been many times that I picked up something from people and I was like, oof, this doesn't feel good. I don't know what it is, but like, this just doesn't feel good and then I would receive feedback from other people going no 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 like he or she is just like that and it's not what you think at all and my body was just like uh, uh it does not feel good and sure enough I, in the end I was right 
So does it mean that you're always going to be right? No, but it just means that listening to those nudges and trusting the red flags that show up and trusting also the green flags that show up and continuously asking yourself and trusting what shows up for you is the game changer. Wow, that was definitely a huge lesson this year is trusting myself oh my god there's been so many fucking i can't even believe i i'm like looking at my list right now i can't even believe i didn't write those down because it was probably the key behind everything that i'm going to talk about today is the fact that i've had to trust myself deeper and deeper and deeper and even times where i'm like oh but i trust myself i got it it's like nope go even deeper like what else is that go deeper and ultimately you know, the trust that we have in ourselves is also going to reflect back into the trust that we have towards and with the divine and source, spirit, God, whatever it is that you feel most connected to, because it's always a reflection. It's always a full on connection. And if you can't trust yourself, how are you supposed to trust something greater than yourself? It's very challenging, right? And this is like, the deeper layer to this unfolding is recognizing that I am the source of all that I'm looking for. And I think that is probably one of the lessons that I have in here, but I am the source of everything I'm looking for. So if I recognize that it is all here now, do I really need to manipulate or contort my own energy or my own beliefs just so that I can be closer to someone or have something or receive my desire. No, 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 no. That is not how it works whatsoever. So again, number three is trusting your red flags and also allowing yourself and giving yourself the grace to also look for green flags because not everyone's an asshole and not everyone is like the sweetest person on earth, right? And it's just about finding your own balance and seeing who resonates with you the most and really um, feeling into the exchange that is happening and the receiving and giving between the both of you. Number four It's okay to feel small around certain people, but do not shrink yourself. I'm going to repeat that again. It's okay to feel small around certain people, but do not shrink yourself. What I mean by that is during my time in Austin, I was around the top coaches in the world. I was around entrepreneurs that were making millions, some billions, and that were highly successful, highly kind, highly impactful, just in in just in that world, in the field. And now they are dear friends of mine. But I remember at the beginning, I was like, oh my God, I'm I'm with this person right now. Like I'm at their house. Like, holy shit. Like I used to listen to their podcast and I used to read their books. And now I'm here. I don't even know how I got here. And there would be a small little part of me that's like, I feel so small. But in those moments is when I would have the awareness of, hey, Tash, if you're here, it's because you are also that. And I would witness my body just like release and open up and really start to expand myself and trust that it's safe to do that too. And sure enough, when I chose to expand, even if I felt 
a little small sometimes. And again, thoughts are thoughts. You don't really need to believe them. And really understand like how consciousness works and how you attract certain people and how you get to be in certain people's fields so effortlessly. Like, do you really think I spent some time to like plan out how that was going to happen? Hell no. It was just a match as to where I was and who I was. Um, And that's the key, who I was, not what I was doing, not what I was trying to get to. It was just a simple match as to who I was. That's it. And this leads me to my next big lesson of 2021. Number five, you have to claim your space in the room. I'm going to repeat that one again. You have to claim your space in the room. I had met people that had been in Austin for years, three years, four years, five years, 15 years, 20 years, and or even their whole lives. And it was a constant reflection back to me as to they were genuinely impressed. They were impressed that I was coming in just to visit and I was a Canadian and I just somehow found myself in this community and and claimed my space in it. And I was just like really close friends with a lot of people. And I would I was asked a few times like or actually one I have one specific you know story in mind where a girl had asked me like how did you do that like how what was the energetic you know lesson or embodiment um, to really that really got you there so what I told her was it was also and I honestly it kind of surprised me the way it just came out but I was like babe honestly, it's like, you got to claim your space. You got to be really intentional with, you know, how you want to cultivate your relationships and what you're calling in and what you want and not settling for that and really trusting people for their hearts. And again, this goes back to like trusting the red flags, but also looking for the green ones and no one's going to be perfect. But if you can have a high discernment with either or and really give the space for people to show up as their best and to to show themselves to you and their hearts and your heart you can never go wrong you know and i think there was a lot of um listening and there was a lot of also just sharing vulnerably like where i was at i remember there were many times where i felt like oh my god is this too much like you know like i i was really emotional one day picking up a new friend she came in the car and i'm just crying and i was like i'm so sorry like i just i can't control it right now she put her hand on my back and she was like not at all like process whatever you need you tell me what you need and i was like girl we're not even friends yet and you're like already doing this like this is incredible and there was so much evidence this year over and over and over again, despite moments that felt very unsafe with certain people, there were so many moments where all the evidence of safety was there for me. So again, finding those green flags, right? And um, it felt really good to really state that as well of like claiming your space and really remembering that you belong. You belong there and you can't wait for that to show up. You can't wait for the perfect scenario for me to be like, oh, yes, finally here. Yes, I belong here. No, it's you belong here now. And you claim your space now. And yes, that will be an evolution. Yes, that will be a practice. 
you know, my most of my life, I knew how big I was and I knew how much energy I had to share, but there had been so much evidence that it wasn't safe to do that. And this year it was just like more and more and more baby step after baby step after the baby steps. And it was such a beautiful gift. All right. Number six, take people off their fucking pedestals and heal your goddamn codependency. (laughs) Codependency has been such a theme this year for me because it's so underrated and we don't understand half of it. But uh, a symptom of codependency is when we have something that it is like, it seems like it's more powerful than us. A lot of people do that with money, for example. They think that like money has like all this security that they're looking for, which is not really the case, actually. Like you're just looking for security within yourself, which you can only create that for yourself. But your mind assumes that it's money. We also do the same thing with people. We put, you know, parents on pedestals. We put other people and coaches and authors and, you know, whoever has impact in the world or, you know, that's that's a whole other conversation. Like, you know, we all have impact. Um but really choosing to take people off their pedestals. Earlier this year, um, much actually uh, even starting last year and leaking into this year, uh, at the beginning of the year, I had a teacher that I was just in awe. Like I was like, whoa, like this is mind fucking information. This is stuff to... Like you can't find this anywhere else. And there was a lot of, his teachings had a lot of specialness around it, which I should have seen that, you know, and I should have trusted that. But again, I was just, I was, and honestly, there was so much to learn in this. So it was another initiation, but um, I, I definitely should have seen what that was all about. Basically how like, you know, you can't find his teachings, these teachings anywhere else, like nobody else has them. And um, just really boosting our egos, like you're special, you got chosen, et cetera, et cetera. And it turns out that this guy was a fraud and turns turns out that, yeah, he was manipulating a lot of people, especially women, to be part of his world and to continuously invest in him. And um, yeah, so... <laughs> You know, thank God I didn't actually put him on a pedestal, but I could sense how like there were, I had a, I had to have a lot of conversations afterwards with many women who were in that group and that I had explained to me like what they were experiencing. And um, I'm not going to mention any names on here, but, and they were fully putting him on a pedestal. Like he's the guy, this is it. This is the thing. And the whole time I was like, dude, something feels off, man. So I just kept my distance. I never fully showed up to the trainings. I always kind of I was the one who was like in the back like "Mm, let me just observe this and I knew he could feel that too which he didn't like and um and sure enough I I ended up being right so again high discernment clean boundaries red flags green flags claiming your space and taking people off their goddamn pedestals including teachers and gurus and and all of the people that you assume that are like, wow, they're over there. Look at them. Look at them. Wow. Like, no, bring that energy back and command it back to yourself and remember that you are the source and you are everything that you are looking for. And whatever you are seeing in them, it is also within you. So 
thank you to those people for showing you what's inside of you, but not letting it dictate your energy or to drain your energy, whether it's conscious or subconscious. So codependency had has literally we can talk I can talk about that you know in a whole other episode because it's such it is it requires a whole episode to itself but that was a big big reminder over and over and over again like okay what do I think is has more power than me oh this oh that person oh this thing and that thing and right 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 it's all just me it's me and then it goes out in the physical all right Number seven, nonviolent communication is so key. As long as it's honest, reflective to your heart, and it has the intention of speaking your truth. So not just doing it just to not upset someone or to make yourself feel better. What I mean by this is... Again, being in the community that I was in, <clears throat> you know, a lot of people were doing a lot of inner work and are doing a lot of inner work. And a lot of them are coaches and authors and speakers and the whole thing, podcasters, you know, the whole thing. And I had this conversation a couple of times with people. I'm like, wow, this nonviolent communication thing is like next level. Like we can communicate in, in a way that feels um, really kind and compassionate and clear and loving and has really like beautiful boundaries and And then there was this other side sometimes where I would witness people use quote-unquote nonviolent communication in a way that was like manipulating my energy or their own energy so they didn't make themselves like seem like a bad person or like an asshole, but like they really were. Or um, where they were, yeah, it seemed like they were just like trying to like make themselves look better because they didn't want to they were like using the right words or whatever and but you could feel that like I was like what is going on here like I'm just trying to have a conversation with another human like we don't need to be like you know walking on eggshells trying to figure out what's best to say because again that is reflective to an energy of you feeling responsible for the other person to not feel uncomfortable that's another codependency behavior. So we can't control how other people are going to react, right? We can only control how we're going to react. So we are responsible for that. So again, responsibility. So our ability to respond and to react in a way that feels best for us and that is in highest alignment with us. So yes, nonviolent communication is freaking key. I've had to have so many conversations this year that I never thought I could have and I did have and in this is we have the space to practice that over and over and over again and you know your the way that you're going to communicate is also the way that you choose to love someone and that's going to be different with every single person i have friends who want to speak a certain way through text and others who only want to do it in person and sometimes you know it's just about like really claiming like okay, this is how I am as a friend. Like if something's up with me, I will tell you, are you okay with that? Uh, how do you feel about that? What is What are your tendencies? So just having that open conversation as to, you know, what both wants and needs are and seeing how it could be accustomed in a way that feels good for the both of you, um, for it not to be, again, like where you're walking on eggshells and trying to figure it out to be perfect and do it perfect and do it well and conscious and all things. No, it's going to be a practice and it's going to be an evolution, but um, yeah, it's always here for you. And it's actually a lot simpler than you think. Um, it requires just a little bit of vulnerability. 
and openness to speak differently. Don't get me wrong. I am not perfect at this, but again, this is just another lesson that I had this year. So, um, and really, yeah, just trusting that you can trust your voice. Like you can trust speaking of what you're experiencing and speaking of what you feel. And I think the key in that is just to be aware that it's no one's fault if you're feeling a certain way. And again, I understand how some situations are really, really challenging. Um, And it's like, how could I not be angry at this? And it's like, yeah, trust me, I fucking know. Um, But in that, we still have a choice. And there is your invitation to even be more sovereign and more free within yourself so that you are more responsible to your own reactions. All right, and this leads to the next one. So number eight is getting comfortable with uncomfortable conversations. Um, Again, pretty self-explanatory. I think for me, like I said, there were so many conversations. I was like, "Ah, I don't want to say that. I don't want to talk about this. Ugh. But again, at the core and at the end of the day, when we choose to either stand up for ourselves or to speak of something that we felt, you know, uncomfortable with or just speaking of our boundaries and speaking of our desires and speaking of our needs and speaking of, you know, other people really meeting us and us meeting them, these types of conversations that we're not specifically used to, once you practice them, you can't really stop, (laughs) which is great. So there were many times that um, I was encountered with those invitations and it took some time. It definitely took some time in practice. Um, and, And also sometimes it won't take you time in practice. Sometimes it'll just come really naturally to you and maybe all you needed was an unlocking. Um, but in that, I think the biggest, the biggest cue for me was to make sure that if I were to speak in those moments, um, especially if they were uncomfortable and they were pulling different parts of me that I just didn't even know how to express, it was really important for me to breathe and to allow myself to speak from my heart and my womb. So my sacral area, like my gut and my my ovaries and my yoni and like really speak from that embodied place um, and yeah, make sure that I'm not speaking from reaction. Like if I did have a reaction to something, taking the space, breathing that out, trying to just observe how I feel Um, do I have to do all the work before I talk to them? No. And sometimes like also recognizing that there's so like, we're all creating so many stories all the fucking time, you know, and sometimes like your stories will be wrong. And there were many times that I had expressed my stories with my friends, like, Hey, like, so this happened and then that happened. And then I realized that, you know, it kind of felt like this. And I, then I created the story around that. And, and I was, <laughs> I have a story in specific in mind right now where like I was trying to call forward a friend and just being like, just own up to your shit, man. Just fucking own up to it. And then he was like, actually, uh, you're wrong. Um, that's not what happened. And you created stories and that's not fair. And I was like, oh shit, I apologize. I didn't realize that. And I was completely mind fucked. Um, but it was so good because I got a taste of another layer of my victimhood that was dissolving right away. And it was awesome. And I'm so grateful to have friends like that. Number nine. Ooh, I love this one. You are exactly where you need to be a hundred percent of the time. <sighs> yep. This year I moved 12 times. 
probably actually 13 times. A lot of moving, a lot of questioning. Am I going to get deported back to Canada? Am I going to be able to stay here? I don't know what's going to happen. Do I belong here? Do I stay? I don't even like there was so much questioning. And now looking back, I'm like, oh my God, all this makes so much sense. It is fucking wild. Also not really surprised. And the more I reminded myself of that, like I am exactly where I need to be 100% of the time. Nothing's a mistake. There's like a sense of relief that comes from that. Like, oh, oh yeah. Like even if it's not a place I'm specifically happy to be in right here right now, I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And um, yeah, I would highly, highly suggest and continuously practicing that for yourself because there is, like I said, there's this relief that happens, but also there's a letting go of control and tension as to where we think we should be. And in that there's more space for opportunity and for grace and for that divine expression to come through and to guide us in a way that we never thought was possible or yeah i think there's there's many layers to this but i think we're always trying to change us to like where we are where we want to be we actually dismiss the divinity of where we're at now and recognizing like this is exactly where I need to be in this moment all right number 10 oh I love this one too it's actually this might mind fuck you a little bit it's actually really easy to make money okay I'll speak it a little bit louder it's actually really easy to make money it's really easy to make money and here's my cue to never be a singer bada bing bada boom yeah that was a huge lesson damn i had been working and reading and studying all about like wealth and money and as you guys remember money was a thing for like two years um that i was teaching and it's still going to be a concept that I teach and I've learned so much more about it, and especially with the people I was around. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, this is why people actually don't make the money that they want to make, especially if they work for themselves. It's like there's a belief somewhere somehow that it's hard. And again, like that pedestal codependency bullshit right there, putting money on a fucking pedestal. Like, uh-uh. Making money is super easy because I'm the power. I'm the one who has the energy. Money doesn't have the energy. I have the energy and I get to call in as much as I want to. And um, there are different initiations in the in, in the process of, of course. And that's the fun of it. That's the beauty of it, which also leads me to my next lesson, lesson 11, which is my wealth is connected to my capacity to hold more love. It sounds interesting because you're like, well, there are some wealthy people who are pretty big fucking assholes and uh, that doesn't really make any sense. I hear you. But also like that stuff is not sustainable, right? Like there's somewhere somehow like it's not sustained. Um, And I think in the new world, the new earth, the new paradigm that we're shifting into that we've been speaking of for quite some time now, and we're still in it, and we're going to be in it for a little bit for sure. 
Um, and it's going to require a new way of thinking and believing and being and doing a thousand percent. But our wealth, so not even just like our wealth of money, but our wealth of health and our wealth of time and our wealth of freedom and in choice and of, of love is definitely connected to our ability to have a greater capacity to hold more. And what I mean by that is like, you know, let's say you have a half a, a cup that only holds about half a cup and you have a jug of water that has three cups in it. And that could be like, let's say it's like an eternal amount of energy and abundance and prosperity and love and all the things that you want. It's in that, you know, three cups or whatever in this in this jug and you try to pour this jug over your cup that is only able to hold half a cup, what's going to happen to the rest of that? Well, it's going to overflow and it's going to leak all over the place. And so this cup is a complete reflection to your nervous system. And your nervous system um, doesn't have a great capacity when you are still filled with many traumas and low states of consciousness and a really toxic way of thinking. Um, again, conscious or subconscious, like there may be a lot of things that we don't recognize that we have in our minds. And this is, I think, probably the, one of the most powerful reasons to have a coach is for them to reflect back to you where your capacity is. Um, and that, oh my God, what a good lesson that was for me this year. I wish I had added that in the list, but being around all these fucking epic people, they were helping me recognize where my capacity was and expand and they, they helped me whether, whether they saw it or not, just being in that, it helped me expand my capacity so much more to have greater love, greater friendships, greater wealth, greater health, greater discernment, a great, a greater everything. My whole life expanded, my whole wealth expanded and that really showed in terms of my own nervous system and how i mean i had done a lot of work right to to really help myself with that and and it worked so yeah your wealth is always connected to your capacity to be able to hold more love and also in other words it's like energy like just holding energy it doesn't have to be like specific love like partnership or anything like that it's just energy love is energy and it could be you know the greater the emotion on the scale of energetics like love and acceptance and forgiveness and and happiness and fulfillment and enlightenment and joy and acceptance and all these things like they have a greater energetic um, frequency and embodiment so to hold more of those is is what i meant so number 12 people don't really care about what you do they want to feel you people don't really care what you do people want to feel you i met some people that were teaching some ridiculous things and yet they were killing it and they were really good at it and was it specifically about how they were doing it Mm -mm, no fucking way it was actually about who they were being amongst their own teachings and whether it's with work or even in relationships like or friendships yeah it doesn't really fucking matter what you physically do it's about who you are and who you be as my friend ruby says who you be and how you show up in doing the things afterwards but yeah you don't people don't really i mean the ones who who are meant to be 
in your life and to support you and love you and be there for you and with you, they won't care what you do. They care about how they feel you, how they feel your heart and how you show up for yourself. Like that's the shit people fucking care about. And I think we should care more about that because, you know, there were, there are some people who, you know, were asking me like who I was and who I am and what I did. And, and I was like, Hmm, I, I don't think this fucking matters to be honest. I think it's more of like, Hey, I like your energy. Hey, I like your energy. Like, tell me more about, you know, what you experience that feels really good and what's exciting for you and what scares you. And can we talk about this and just feeling into the other person and, and, and seeing if there's a willingness to merge like consciousness is, is that even a word? Consciousness is conscious. Yeah. Um, what I'm seeing is like two people's auras basically combining and just like touching fields and like, okay, we're communicating like energetically, like, oh, this feels really good. Or sometimes it feels a little off. And sometimes you're going to meet people that everyone loves and you meet them and you're like, nope, not really. I'm not really driving with this person. And that's totally fine. You get to listen to that. And again, discern that. All right. Number 13. Fucking love this one. Forgiveness is the greatest energetic protection and clearing. I'm going to repeat all of these apparently. (laughs) Oh my God, my throat. Forgiveness is the greatest energetic protection and clearing. There were times where I'm thinking of like, excuse me, I'm okay. Robitussin. There were times, uh, there were a few people this year that I encountered that were not very kind people, let's just say that. Um, they did some really fucked up things, to be honest. Um, and in that, you know, it, it, they were, there was like some fear and there was some sadness and some anger and some confusion. And, and in all of this, I still chose at the end of the day to forgive And there were times, I remember there were times I was like in the shower and I was thinking about them and I was like, oh my God, I was doing the Ho'oponopono prayer, which is, uh, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. Even towards people that I really just wanted to punch in the face and in the balls. But anyways, so I, yeah, I, there were times where I really didn't want to forgive. And the more I allowed myself to go there, the more there was this like massive energy clearing from my space and like a massive freaking like layer of protection came around me. And I was like, wow, I did not expect that whatsoever. And it worked and it really fucking worked. And, um, I think forgiveness really, um, takes us to the next level of again, um, dissolving a part of our victimhood that, I mean, is always kind of part of us because it's kind of attached to the ego and the ego wants to protect us. But this victimhood mentality and embodiment that most people live in, you know, forgiveness can be really hard because it, they think it's like forgiving the other person. And it's like, no, we're forgiving the situation for ourselves. Um, and it's it's about us. It's about us forgiving what happened, forgiving the the person from a place of, I choose to no longer hold on to this. I choose to no longer hold on to this. That's the whole reason behind it. So that was a really, really challenging and beautiful way 
for me to expand into something I didn't even know I could be in, you know? And there'd be times where I'm like, oh, wow, am I really free from this right now? And I check in and I'm like, yeah, like I actually feel really fucking good. So again, forgiveness is the greatest energetic protection and clearing. Number 14, community is the new currency, aka play so fucking much that you have no choice but to live from a place of a full cup. I have never met a community like I have in Austin, and I still have them. They are freaking epic human soul fam for the rest of my life type of people, and I'm so grateful for them, and I am just in awe. I'm in awe of everything I had I had experienced and who they were and how they invited me in and how they were treating me and how they were there for me and me for them and just the whole co-creation exchange oh my god all the times we had so much fun all like i would go i mean i was a freaking social butterfly guys like i there were like three four things happening a week um and all the different community like uh, there, there's just like a massive community and then there's like little pockets of different groups you know and they were so much fun and without that really when you think about it without community how do we explain this Think of a tree, right? If we're going to go back to the tree analogy that I've mentioned on other podcasts before, our root, our first energetic centers in our body, our root chakra, which I choose to change to energetic center, um, our root is all about community and tribe and family and belonging. And without that, it's kind of like the rest of the body is unstable. The rest of the energetic centers are unstable. So it's really important. It's really fucking important to have community. And again, I did not expect to receive what I had received this year in terms of community, but I had been calling it in for a long time and I actually got beyond what I thought was possible. But yeah, the more I claimed who I was and the more I claimed my space and the more that I remembered that I totally belong there and that I am totally of the same consciousness. Like, yeah, it was pretty easy and it happened pretty quickly. And I never wanted to be a push-pull force type of situation and it should never be like that, right? Um, it doesn't feel good and it's not authentic and it's not genuine and that energy will always come back to you. So community is the new currency. It's how we thrive. It's how we become more powerful as a collective and playing in those communities so being in that play in that freedom in that space of just like we can do whatever the fuck we want and we have all the space and we have all the things that we want and need to do whatever the fuck we want and and have fun and be kids again oh my god what a freaking game changer and you, you i felt it i felt it show up in all aspects of my life and it's something that I really wish for everyone to experience so if you want it if you as my friend Garen says if you spot it you got it if you want to go check him out his name is Garen Jones him and his wife Garen and Blair Jones um decided I was able to witness Blair's uh, entire pregnancy which was such a gift from like you know just pregnant to um you know, baby shower and um, gender reveal and mother's blessings. And it was, I was just like, wow, this is freaking incredible. And then seeing baby soul at the end, um, she's two months old now, but yeah, she's just such a cutie. 
it was such a gift to observe all of that. But yeah, all this to say that if you spot it, it means you got it. So if you're listening to this and you're spotting it in me, it means that you've also got it. All right, number 15. New age false light is real and you got to be very discerning. So new age spirituality, new age false light. So people who only preach light and love, people who only preach the good and not the bad, people who, um, you know, gaslight you, who bypass their own work, who project something online, but are totally different in the physical reality. (sighs) This shit's really fucking real <laughs> in this in this industry. And you know, people who promote things like manifesting, you know, from a place of like self-service only, like manifest this car, manifest this house, and manifest this, like those are all very self-serving. And there's a space for you to quote unquote manifest slash materialize. Um, and receive, you know, the things that you want in your life, but also from a place of, is this in highest alignment for you? Like, is this how you are of best service to the world is for you to receive that? I mean, you don't know till you really allow yourself to surrender to source God's spirit. And that doesn't mean that you won't receive things. It actually means that you'll probably receive more and things that will feel better for you. But there are a lot of people out there that preach things that are, um, toxic and that are yeah like this whole love and light bullshit you know it's that's not how it is and not to say that you have to drown into your shadows till you fucking come back alive because that's another new age false light stuff like anyone who teaches only shadow work like i don't believe in that personally i think it's good to have as a tool here and there especially when you first start your journey Um, but do I think it's necessary? Like, no, because honestly, what really fucking matters is like where you're at now and where you're going. And yes, you need to heal and go back a couple times and to clear, you know, your internal shit and your gunk. And, but yeah, there's been so many times where I've caught myself being so caught up in that and like telling people like, you need to go there and like do that. And it's like, no, you actually don't fucking need to do that. Like it doesn't, it's, you don't need, you don't need that in order to move on. Right. So this is like next level remembering that you are whole as you are. You are abundant now. You are prosperous now. You are lovable now. And anyone who tells you otherwise, anyone who perpetuates something outside of yourself externally, be very careful with that. And be discerning of the teachers that you follow and what they say and recognize how it feels in your body. If it feels true, if it feels a little weird, um and there's always a fine line between like truth and triggers right yes your triggers are a huge and really important compass for healing and sometimes you know you get to a certain point where your triggers don't even become triggers anymore it's just like a knowing of like nope that's uh that's not that doesn't feel good and that's it and it's just like okay next like you can just unfollow or unsubscribe or something but this is why i'm very passionate about getting you guys to remember that you are the source of everything and that most of this work is actually very simple 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 whoa i had like a massive glitch when i just said that that was really wild 
I wonder if recorded. If you guys heard that, that was fucking weird. Interesting. Um, <laughs> must be that new age false light coming through. No, cut, cut clear that shit. I, that, the, that is not the space for that at all. We're here for clean, loving, intentional, clear as fuck energy that is powerful and potent and without the bullshit. So we only welcome that stuff in with a fuck ton of love. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I hope I, I'm very excited and willing and ready to talk a little bit more about that. I wasn't really comfortable with it at first because I thought I was a little bit crazy. Um, and then when I started having conversations with others, I was like, oh wow, like, yep, this makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, like, okay. So sometimes I see this where like certain people will say online, like, oh, for you to be like this, like you need to dress like this, or you need to only eat this, or you can't eat that. And again, those are like red flags. Like be aware of that. Like, no, you are so unique. You will have a very specific path according to you. And that's the shit that you get to uncover. That's the shit that you get to tap into. Um, So anyone who tells you what to do, what not to do, woo. Attention, be careful. Um, Wow, I'm surprised my French came out there. (laughs) But again, awareness, right? And discernment. All right, moving on. Number 16. Oh, that makes sense. Number 16 is nothing is outside of you. Nothing is outside of you. If you actually just took a deep breath right now, you don't even have to have your eyes closed. You can just take a deep breath and just let that sink in for a second. Nothing is outside of me. 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 All of a sudden, we get to come home to this place where we remember that we are our own authorities, that we are greatest medicines, that we are fully sovereign, that we have everything we are looking for. And in that, in that space, you are so powerful. You are so fucking powerful. And then the rest just becomes this cultivation of your relationship with God, source, spirit. And you kind of claim your space in that and you go, all right, I'm ready to receive your, your expression through me. Let's fucking go for it, man. Let's have fun. Let's do this. Whatever that is, I am open for it. And that type of relationship beats anything else, any other type of work in this field, which leads me to my next one. Lesson number 17, your spiritual prosperity is your anchor and will provide you your physical prosperity. And I went through a lot of different ups and downs in my prosperity this year. Um, None of them were bad. None of them were good. They were just different. And they were different initiations for me to really understand deeper core of 
who I was evolving into and how my wealth needed to be upgraded to match that as well. And so, you know, I was hitting months of like 20, 30, 40K and then all of a sudden I was making no money. But ironically enough, those times when I make the most money is when I felt the most connected. And when I made no money is when I felt really disconnected. But what was really funny is that I was still doing my practices. And this was a huge lesson in all of this is you can still be doing the things, but you can still be in your masculine doing the things that are requiring you requiring you to be in your feminine. So I was meditating and I was going for yoga and I was, you know, praying and I was doing all the things. And, but I was doing them because they were kind of part of my routine, not because I was intentionally choosing to be in it and to recognize it and to feel it. And it was just one of those, you know, times in my life where I just felt a little disconnected and that was totally okay. That was part of my medicine. Again, I am exactly where I need to be 100% of the time. So, that was such an epic lesson for me. And so I'm, it's such, again, it becomes like such a relief, like, oh, wow, you're saying it's not just about me here? Fucking great. Amazing. All right. Number 18. 18. Oh, this one makes my heart melt. Being in sisterhood can be easy. Mm. The women that I met this year, the women in my life, that will be here for a lifetime. I have no words (laughs) to explain Uh, the type of, the depth of how seen, how understood, how accepted, how adored I felt by these women. Not everyone I met stuck around and that's totally okay. I think by the time that I left, I had cultivated these friendships that were the really clear, concrete ones that, yeah, they were, they're the ones that they're going to stay, they're going to stick, they're going to, they're going to cultivate, they're going to expand. And I think that there is many of us as women who believe that it's really hard to have other women as friends and I think that's just a story and that's why I'm saying this today that being in sisterhood can be really easy and I think it's just a matter of like believing that and allowing yourself to go there and allowing yourself to be seen in that way and and even just expressing like hey I'm a little scared but like I want to I want to cultivate this like yeah this feels good for me and continuously showing up intentionally that is the key and not having any expectations, having your heart open, looking for the green flags and also noticing the red flags and remembering that not everyone's perfect and not getting attached to their potential, but just seeing them as they are right here, right now. And guess what happens when you do that? They're going to do the same thing with you. So that's pretty amazing. And again, when you claim this and when you lovingly ask this to be a part of your life it'll always show up for you oh we are getting close to the end number 19 Ooh, one of my favorite ones especially as i came back to canada god's law 
will always beat man's law. And so if you've ever listened to my last episode with Jeremy, actually, where we talk about financial sovereignty and the financial system, this is not even just reflective on on the system, but yeah, this is like very, very true to especially people like us who are so devoted to the greater good and the collective and being part of something greater than ourselves and our spiritual prosperity, God's law will always be greater than man's law, whatever capacity that wants to look at, that wants to be looked at. Um, and again, the more I believe that, the more I see that, the, the more I see evidence for that, the more it shows up in my life. And I'm like, oh, wow, like, yeah, things like, you know, things will go through that shouldn't go through and things that um, wouldn't usually get accepted all of a sudden get accepted. And you're like, how does this make any sense according to the system? And it's like, well, because God's law is greater than men's law. And especially in a time like now, you know, with everything that we're experiencing, I think this is a really important thing to remember. Um we don't know when any of this is going to end. We don't know how it's going to turn out. I still believe that, you know, it's happening for a reason. I think I think things are breaking down in order to be rebuilt. And um, that's great, you know, even though it can be really all the things, <laughs> even just from that reaction, it says it all. <laughs> but in this, we still get to remember nothing's outside of me. My spiritual prosperity is everything. And God's law is always greater than men's law. Fuck yeah. Number 20. Mm, This came from a beautiful soul that I met at the beginning of the year. Um, We are no longer as close and that's okay. But she said something to me. And, you know, I really believe sometimes like people, you'll just meet people for them to tell you something for you to take on. And then that's it. Like, see ya. Like sometimes it's just, that's what it is, which is really interesting. Um, So not being attached, you know, to like who's going to be who and what's going to be what. But what she told me was, what is meant for you will never miss you. And that could be applied to my work. That could be applied to partnership. That could be applied to friendship, whatever, life in general. Whatever is meant for you will never miss you. So even just hearing this, like, how do you feel in your body? Again, there's like this relief of like, oh, why the fuck am I stressing out about finding all these things? Like, I don't really need to do anything. And that's like the next level two of all of this. All the lessons that I share with you today is like at the core, you then recognize that there is not that much for you to do. Does this mean that you become a couch potato and you fucking do nothing? No. This means that you will know exactly when to take a line to action that feels expansive and grounded and clear and focused and not just leaking energy all over the place and trying to get all the shit done and when you remember that whatever is meant for you will never miss you there's a leaning back there's a surrendering into your own process and development and way of living and way of expanding um and there's a lot of freedom in that too right more space for better things to come through which is always a plus so Whatever is meant for you will never miss you. And last but not least, number 21. It is always greater than just you. It's always greater than just you. 
going to Austin, yeah, I can make a story about how special I am and how it was all perfect and divine and blah, blah, blah. But really, there were a lot of things that needed to happen for me to help other people and for me to receive certain things to then give back to other people. But within everything that we do, there's always a greater plan. And it's never about just us. And I know that's hard to believe because most of us are caught in the ego and the victimhood again of like, me, 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 me. It's always about me. And it's like, no, it's, it's, it's actually like, you take care of you. You focus on your being. You focus on your spiritual prosperity. You do your inner alchemy. You allow yourself to lean back, to receive and to give freely. And then you come back to this place of presence, wisdom, and knowingness that it's always greater than just you. And that's freaking epic. (sighs) I hope this served you in a way, somewhere, somehow. There was a little extra bonus, um in all these lessons because again I've learned so much more than just this and this is what just decided to come through for this podcast episode so I'm just trusting that um but another really beautiful lesson that I learned this year is yeah I had to move 13 times and that was a lot of moving and that was a lot of you know I needed to like recalibrate myself and like find my space again and like ground into my body and all the things but and people were like wow that's a lot that's too much etc etc and yes it was and there's this other side too where what it really taught me is that I was able to anchor in this new state of home inside myself and no longer attached to something external which is a huge gift and I'm so grateful to have that and um, I've experienced some amazing places this year and I've invested in a lot of amazing places this year and it's been a freaking beautiful lesson to receive so well my sweet sweet epic beautiful expansive alchemized human beings listening to this I want to take the time to say thank you thank you for listening thank you for Um, utilizing uh, over an hour of your day with me your time is absolutely freaking precious and so appreciated and it is it has yeah it has your time is everything your time is fucking everything and the fact that you spent over an hour with me in your field supporting you in whichever capacity I did hopefully I did I thank you from the bottom of my heart it means a lot that you chose to be here that you chose to receive this. Um, I do believe that my voice, we all of our voices have a certain frequency and when we listen to things, that activates us, right? So um, I hope that you feel activated from this solo conversation. And if you do, please let me know. Reach out to me on Instagram. You can also email me, but I find, I find Instagram is like easy and really playful, which I love and it's simple. Um, but I love hearing from you guys and everything that you took on from this. And so let me know what you got activated from, what really landed for you. And if you feel like some this would serve someone, a friend, a family member, um, a client, a coworker, whatever that is, 
please share this episode with them. And I highly, 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 highly encourage you (laughs) to also leave um, a little review on iTunes. This really helps my podcast grow more. And um, I set up a link for you to do it in literally two seconds. When you uh, scroll down the show notes, you'll see the link. You just have to put your name and then the review and done. It's it's official. Um, And in that, um, if you do that, I really appreciate you. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, Again, this is all done for free and it's a pleasure and I would love to receive some support. I'm fully calling that in. So I'm really excited for the next podcast episode. And again, I appreciate you for being here. I wish you have a beautiful day, beautiful evening, whatever that is. And I'll see you on the next pod. Goodbye, my loves. Thank you.